Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. If this is your first time here. Like the video, share it with your friends, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you don't miss a single video. If you're listening to this in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating, a review, all that stuff to help us grow the show and just to get better overall, send us your feedback. Let us know what we could be doing to improve. Today, we are talking about franchises. We are talking about the movies that had a franchise release in 2023, what we want from them going forward, and if we even want them around at all. And this is kind of a, an addendum to our movie State of the Union, which came out earlier this week or last week. However, the release schedule falls. And I am joined once again by my brother, Jacob. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I think we had a we had a pretty good conversation the last time. I think we solved all the problems. Definitely scratched the surface. You know, had some some nitpicks for okay, a little, probably a little bit more than nitpicks. There the was a, and... a lot of talk in that episode about Marvel and DC and superhero movies, so we will be skipping that section that there's no real need to rehash it if you are interested in what we said about that go um just go back and listen to that previous episode we talked for a good probably 25 minutes about it and so today we're here to talk about sequels franchises all of that and if you listened to the last episode you heard that Jacob's not really a fan of franchises, just in general, so we shall see if he wants any of these to continue. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, probably not. Uh, I will be interested to see how many of these you have actually seen. I'll be, I'll be curious, too. I don't even know what the list is. I didn't get any prep, no prep beforehand, so I don't know what this is. <laughs> so if, you, if you've seen the movie, feel free to... Just chime in on what you thought of it, and then we'll just kind of discuss on what we want from this franchise going forward. Before you before you ask me anything, I get to make a quick note in case it doesn't come up because there's one f franchise that I am that I do actually like and will probably will continue to follow. So I'm going to write it down here in case you don't get to it. But go ahead and okay. start us off. I did go through the entire release schedule of 2023. So there shouldn't be anything that I'm missing, unless I just didn't know if it was a sequel. And these, this does go in chronological order through the year. Okay. And because I mentioned that we weren't doing Marvel, I will quickly recap the Marvel and the DC movies that got released. And then we kind of were on the page of like, we didn't want any more of these anyways. So this year for Marvel, we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. A movie that neither of us watched, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three, which was the third and final movie. So, but uh, which I also didn't see. But from what I gather, kind of does the whole sort of trilogy justice and kind of wraps everything up nicely. I did see that one, and I'm pretty sure at the end of the movie it does say Star Lord will return or something like that. So, well, well, I guess I'm wrong about that. Uh, we also had the Marvels, a movie neither of us have seen. No, we'll never see. I won't um, say never. I won't say never. No plans in the distant future. This year we saw the we saw the release of The Flash, a movie that I genuinely like most of, but that I think kind of got lost in this conversation of does it matter, does it not matter, and just led to no one really seeing it. Also, 
if you didn't see the movie because you don't want to support Ezra Miller, I think that's totally fair as well. <laughs> I saw it, of... and I hated it. And... Is, there an, is there an uglier movie than The Flash? I'm sorry. Is there an uglier movie? Um... Hmm. I mean that. I mean the CG. The just everything was so ugly and so bad. And the CG Nick Cage in there is terrible. Yeah, I mean the CG is not great, but the running stuff is awful. I hated the bit of the falling babies and God, that was so <laughs> gross. Just all of it, so bad. All right. And then we have Shazam Fury of the Gods, a sequel to the Shazam movie that I did not see. And from what I gather about Zachary Levi, don't really care to support that douchebag either. <laughs> nope, didn't see it. Forgot it even came out this year. Aquaman 2 is a movie I will probably see, but that I am not in any hurry to see. I'll buy it when it's a $10 4K. Uh, Blue Beetle, which is a, a movie that I actually kind of liked. I I thought it was good, and I feel like this movie is also kind of caught in this trap of like, well, is it the first technical movie in James Gunn's DCU? Is it not? And I think, again, I hate those conversations, and it doesn't do any service to the movie, but I think it is a fun movie, and it, it has it is a movie made up of an entirely like Hispanic cast. I mean, here's something. I think it's good. This whole argument of does or doesn't it count, is that even really an argument? I mean, are they even releasing anything one-offs anymore if it can't be part of some big franchise or extended universe? I mean, currently the Batman is not connected and supposedly will remain that way. Yeah, right. But I just mean like like these little blue beetle, like nobody really thought that that was just going to be a one-off thing, right? Like that was obviously made to fit in somewhere along the line if they could make it work. I think there are connections to like the old DCU that had to be like cut out. So there aren't any like references to the new DCU. <laughs> yeah, that's where we are. Uh, but anyways, those are the Marvel and DC movies that came out this year. Um, I guess Marvel also released a handful of shows. But I didn't watch a single one. And I haven't seen any look. I've never seen any Marvel shows. No Loki, no WandaVision. Hawkeye, none of them. I haven't seen any of them. I watched the Hawkeye show, which I liked, but that is the last. And I like She-Hulk, but like, I haven't watched any show this year. And I don't think DC had. I mean, they had the CW shows, which I. Does anybody watch those? I don't know. They're but certainly not connected to anything. I don't know if the Peacemaker show was this year. If it was, I didn't watch that. That's Ooh, all I can uh, think of. That might have been last year. Or maybe early this year. Ooh, shit, I don't know. Anyways. Into the franchises where there are no superheroes, kind of. The first movie was Magic Mike's Last Dance. I haven't seen any Magic Mike movies. Uh, I didn't see this movie. I do love Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL. Those are just fun movies. I don't... I don't know why we needed a third one. If there's a series that needs seven, it's Magic Mike. Uh, well, this was supposed to be his send-off, so we're probably not going to get that. Aw, Tragic Mike. Uh, the next one that we have is Creed 3. 
Oh, yes, I did see this. Uh, I was fine. Well, with Rocky, sorry, with Creed 1, love Creed 1. It's in my top 100. Love Creed. Um, then you get to Creed 2. It's okay. It's got its moments. Not crazy about Creed 3. Certainly don't care for a Creed 4. Um, I like Creed 3 more than I like Creed 2. I, you know, despite what is currently going on with this actor and his personal life, I do think Jonathan Majors is, like, really good in the movie. My problem continues to be with, like, how they portray Adonis Creed because he is insufferable. What's weird about these movies is, like, in Creed, in Creed, Donnie needs to fight because he's a nobody and he needs he wants to be a fighter and he doesn't want to write off his pig, his dad's name. Every reason for him wanting to fight in that movie is great. Then you get to Creed 2. He's the world champion. He lose, you know, technically wins a fight on a disqualification because the guy cheated. And then the movie goes, "You need to go to Russia to fight this guy." Why does he need to go to Russia? He's the world champ. Then you get to Creed 3. Jonathan Majors comes. Hey, bro, you owe me. I have been in jail for 30 years. I want a shot at the title because that's how it works apparently. You need to fight me. Why does he need to fight him? Well, the fight in that movie is personal. Sure, I guess. But it's just like the lamest excuses for why Creed needs to get into the ring in these movies. He's also like a little twat. Like for the whole movie, like he's so like angsty teenager, but like as a grown man, and he's like, I'm not going to share any of my feelings with my wife. And it's like, why? <laughs> uh, it does seem nothing has been confirmed yet. Obviously, this movie really is hurt by Rocky not being allowed to be in it. Yeah, that hurt a lot. Because, I mean, shit, I watched these movies partly to see Rocky. And nothing's been confirmed, but it does seem like they are kind of setting up for Creed's daughter to take the mantle. I'm out. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I guess I forgot that Creed's daughter is deaf. I don't remember that from the previous movie. Oh, really? But, I mean, I, I guess that's like a... a f- f- fine little thing to throw in there but yeah i don't i don't need to see her become champion of the world don't care i'm out um so the next movie i would assume neither of us have seen i try i wanted to watch it but i have just seen such horrible horrible things uh this movie was made in 2020 and then sat for a while until it finally just got thrown on a streaming service and this is the children of the corn reboot never even heard of it <laughs> yeah yeah um i've heard it's it's absolutely terrible um i children of the corn is a movie that i really like but like it's a it's a weird franchise that has way too many entries and like i guess it kind of makes sense to reboot the franchise like if you really have to does 
I don't. It's such a great concept that like I could I could see someone in today's landscape like doing something kind of cool with it. The problem is that they always just try to like cash in really quickly on the heels of Stephen King being really big. You know what's one thing we didn't talk about in the last one? No. The one thing that we didn't talk about that's a terrible trend in movies is how you can't get a group movie greenlit unless it's connected to something somewhere. Like you could make a child- you could make the children of a corn esque movie and call it something else. You could have the same premise, but it's not gonna get greenlit. But if you just say, Hey, if I call this children of the corn and it's like a reboot, well then boom, greenlit. You got your money. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that one of the greatest horror movies released in this year called Dark Harvest, like, just criminally underseen. It's not tied to any sort of, like, big horror IP, anything like that. Like, the movies that seemingly are getting all the buzz this year, at least, like, in the horror sphere, would be, like, you know, the Scream movies did very well, Evil Dead Rise, all this stuff. Like, but, like, these movies that are for the most part original like no one's talking about when evil lurks lurks is a great movie like that people should watch it's a spanish movie but it's it's on shutter like you can watch it i have heard good things about dark harvest and while i wasn't you know it didn't like blow me away or anything i did think talk to me was a sufficient horror movie i liked a lot of stuff in it yep yep we we will talk about Talk to me here. But now they're coming out with Talk to Me, the sequel. Give me a fucking break. We're jumping the gun here. Sorry. Uh, the next movie on the list is Scream 6, which is a sequel to Scream 5, the sixth movie in this franchise. A movie that I didn't loathe, but I didn't like it either. And there's this. Did, did you see. Have you even seen any of these movies? I've seen Scream from 1990. <laughs> But no, I haven't seen any of the other screen movies. Um, so, there's a trend here. There's a trend here, Zach. I don't watch a lot of franchise things. So, in Scream, Scream Six is, is a what I thought was going to be a really cool movie because it opens with like this girl who's supposed to be meeting a guy at a bar, and she keeps getting like weird text messages from him, being like, "Oh, like meet me outside, meet me outside." Which somehow leads to her like walking into an alley. Meet me outside. Meet me outside. With my rough riders. Meet me outside. Yeah, just like that. And then like she gets killed by Ghostface, but then like Ghostface goes home, like takes his mask off, and like I, I genuinely was like, oh man, are we going into this movie knowing who Ghostface is the whole time? Like that could be interesting, but that's immediately ruined, and then it's just right to like these same losers we've been following that I don't care about. And it's just, I don't, I don't like scream and I don't know why I've continued to watch all of these movies, but I have. And I think it's, I'm officially saying like, I'm done. Like I, I can't watch any more of them. I'm also done, Zach. I never started, but I'm done. They just, they, they think that they are like so clever and they like I I guess I just don't like movies that are so on the nose and like are so like oh like they they essentially have 
this like get out of jail free card where if you tried to poke any sort of criticism at the plot or like what is happening in the movies they're like oh well it's satire we're making fun of these it's like yeah, i right. hate that it's like and as i a, yeah right as 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 if it's being self-aware is like a good thing and i i'm, I'm out i'm very out on any scream going forward especially with the turmoil with like you know, they didn't pay Neve Campbell to come back. They should have given her whatever she wanted. They can't commit to killing any of these other – this is the problem like with these legacy characters is that they don't commit to killing them. And it's like like all of them should be dead and then you can just continue with the new cast. But it, because they are so popular and it's like this is what people come for. Like, it's like, well, we can't kill Courtney Cox, but we can imply that she might have died but it has to be ambiguous enough for us to bring her back if we need to. And it's like, just just commit. Just commit to killing her. Yeah, it's disgusting. I hate it. <sighs> I'm out. I'm officially out. Uh, and what's next... worse is like, what's worse is like, you can like see it in the writing too. Like, it's not even like it's well done or anything. Like, sometimes there's just these lines or these moments, like, when you see it, it's like, yep, that was there to keep the door open. Movie magic gone. Yeah. Speaking of that was there to keep the door open, uh, we have John Wick Chapter 4, clocking in at two hours and 50 minutes. That's what I'm out on in the John Wick movies. I'm not out on John Wick. I like Keanu Reeves. I like sometimes I just like mindless action movies, you know, when the mood hits, but I'm out on them being three hours long. So there is a genuinely like really cool sequence in John Wick Chapter four where he gets this gun that kind of like shoots balls of fire. I don't and it, the the thing is like it's like him going into a building and it's shot like entirely overhead and you kind of see him going like room to room and like these balls of fire just shooting at these bad guys, right? It's like a really cool, like well-orchestrated sequence, but that's like two hours into the movie. And like what I have a problem with John Wick is that like we are so far removed from where <laughs> we started this franchise. Yes, and, like, that is also to the true. To the point where... It's like they have to like cut in segments of like him talking to his like wife, like flashback scenes, because like genuinely most of the audience has probably forgotten that this all started because of his wife that died. And it's like, we got to remind you of that because this is the last one. Remember, there's this whole emotional thing happening about his wife. And it's like, that is not what these last two movies have been. And like, I just I think this world got too big and it like was much better when it was a very grounded thing with hints of a world but as soon as like the world became the focus like I'm I was out. It is crazy how like each thing like seems to be like there's a higher and higher bad guy that he has to go deal with. Yeah. And I guess like moving forward the movie <sighs> this is a very strange thing too. Because spoilers for John Wick Chapter 4, he dies at the end. Oh, he does? Really? Well, well maybe. Because, because like, John, John Wick Chapter 5 is still allegedly in pre-production. So like, I don't know. 
But like I get, moving forward, there's so many spinoffs tied to John Wick in development. You get and, the like, Continental, which came out on Peacock, which I did not watch. I didn't. Mike did. He loved it, which is all I needed to know to not watch it. <laughs> there's a movie about starring Ana de Armas, who has, I don't even think, been featured in any of these movies, but she's playing a character that's in these movies. And, like, yeah, it's called Ballerina. Like, it's, it's a, a John Wick oh, spinoff. Yeah. Um, The Donnie Yen character is supposed to be getting his own spinoff. Like, I just, like, what? I'm, I'm out, out what on are that. We do- what are we doing? I'm out on, like, if your franchise is spinning into other franchises, like, count me out. See, that's, yeah, that's, that's where it gets crazy to me. You know, you want to go to, you know, you want to go to Warner Brothers and say, I want to write a Hitman movie. I got this idea. Well, I don't really like it on its own, but if you could somehow loop it into the John Wick world, all right, you got your money. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't, I think, I think I just can't, I can't do a two and a half hour action movie. Like I just, I can't. Are there any Matrix spinoff stuff in the works? Mm, not that I know of. I'm amazed there's not a young Morpheus movie somewhere or a young Trinity movie coming somewhere. Like young Sheldon, but it's just Morpheus. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, the next one on the list is uh, Evil Dead Rise, rebooting the Evil Dead franchise. Um, you know what? I don't think the budget on these are very crazy. They make me squirm. If you want to keep pumping them out, whatever. You know, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't, I don't have an opinion. See. I think you could make one of these a year and I would love it. I just don't, they're just not big enough. Like if you did it once a year, it's like a select group of, like you're essentially making that for those people. So fine, whatever, who gives a shit? Yeah. I'm one of those people. Like, I don't see a problem movie, with being like, here's 20, here's 70 million bucks. Not even that much. <laughs> Boom. Beautiful. Here's 40 million bucks. We only need to make a hundred. You know, you can make that pretty easily to be successful. It's for those people. You know, let them have it. Who gives a shit? This movie, Evil Dead Rise, is, like, gross. There's, like, some genuinely like, grotesque moments. It all takes place, like, in this apartment building, and, like, an earthquake has kind of trapped them inside. There's a cheese grater. That's that's all I need. Like, I, I'm glad we didn't do, like, cabin in the woods they find the book like all you need to do like all you have to do is just find a way to get the necronomicon into various people's hands and just let it play out that's it that's all you gotta do the woman who plays the mother in that too is great yeah she's phenomenal this is a this is a very fun movie yeah it stays in its lane doesn't do anything crazy it's not a you know, whatever. I'm fine. Whatever. You want to keep pumping them out for the people? Fine. Who gives a shit? And, like, I'm glad it didn't try to, like, tie it to Bruce Campbell. It didn't try to do any of this dumb shit. It's just like, you know what? These people find the book. Bad things happen. It is one of those things, too. It's like it doesn't even 
need to be an evil dead you don't need evil dead in the title to make that movie but again you're not going to get your money unless you can tie it to an existing franchise i'm fine with them calling it evil dead whatever you know name recognition matters let it i'll call it that we you call it like earthquake bungalow like that's not gonna, no one's gonna come watch that <laughs> There, that's like right. It's, it's like a minor fence, right? It, it's got the title, okay? Yeah, I get it. So, but at least like, at least Ash doesn't, you know, do a donut in the parking lot garage at the end of it, and is like, "Hey, get in." Yeah, and he doesn't. He doesn't show up being like, "Oh, I've dealt with this before." Like, he's not even in the movie. Doesn't even show up. Yeah. Right. So yeah, fine. Whatever. What's the next one? Uh, the next one is a movie that I'm certain neither of us have seen. Uh, it's called Book Club: The Next Chapter, which is like no, I did not see it. <laughs> um, this is in the reason I put this on the list is like this is a movie in the same vein as like 80 for Brady. It's like a comedy for middle aged women, and like, like old, older than middle aged. That's true. End of life women, and I just. I'm glad these movies exist. Like, yeah, older people need movies. Keep pumping them out. Lily Tomlin, she's got to stay paid. Jane Fonda, she needs her bag. You know, give it to him. Whatever. Like, this is like, like the weird state that we are in. Where like you get movies for like diehard horror fans, like Evil Dead Rise, and then you get movies for like women in their fifties. But then everything else has to be made for everybody. And like that's like there's no real like it, it should be like siphoning down, but like you get these very small categories like children, horror, middle aged women, and then everybody else has to fit under the rest of this. And like I just I think more movies need to be made with very targeted audiences in mind. I agree. Like there's a reason Tyler Perry's a billionaire. Like. He makes movies for very specific kinds of people. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I honestly have no idea what your relationship to this franchise is, but the next one is Fast X. <laughs> uh, saw Fast and Furious, saw Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, you know, maybe seen a couple after that, but no, I haven't seen any of them. Okay, I haven't seen one since Tokyo Drift, and I don't really think I ever will. I have no interest, no interest in these movies. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I think Fast, the Fast movies, I think that is made for a target audience. So like, I'm, like, I'm kind of fine with it. I don't know, because those movies are still super expensive. And have to make a lot of money, but I don't know. Like it's, but it only seems like a select group of people go see them. So that group of people seems to be keeping them afloat. So sure, but it's ridiculous that there's ten of them. I will. It's ridiculous. And I think they have one more, like one more, and they're wrapping it up, which seems. Which seems like a horribly missed opportunity where, like, the 10th one could, should have been your last one. But I, I can't imagine them making all kinds of money and then just being like, we're done. Sorry. Like, th there's no way. There's no way. 
as long as Dom's uh, got a family, as long as Dom's got a family, they're gonna make him save him. Hey, what else is Vin Diesel gonna do, really? Like, yeah, right, exactly. This man's got to put food on the table. He's got to pay his, you know, pay for his properties. You know, keep employed. Uh, next we have Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Love him. Though I want trilogy and done. No more. I don't want spinoffs. I don't want anything. Tell the story and move on. Uh, I felt I feel kind of like old man yelling at Cloud at this for this movie, where it's just like, if you asked me like what I like a one word synopsis of this movie, I would be like it's too busy. Like I don't I don't like it. Like I'm fine with the story, but like the animation style and all the colors flashing. I was like, it's this is too busy for me. Mm. I mean, I I liked it a lot. I really liked them. They've all been very pleasant surprises, to be honest. Um, I think the story's great. I love Miles Morales as a character, and like I like his Spider Man. Um, yeah, I'm with him. This is one one set of movies that I do like. But like I said, I don't I don't need a ton of them. I don't need f- spinoffs and s- multiple stories. Like the trilogy is fine and move on. I do really like the idea of like well, I forget what they call it, like the critical incident or whatever. We're like, I I like that idea, and I I do like I like I mentioned in the last episode. I really like leaving where they ended it. I just am upset that like it's gonna be however long before we get any kind of resolution. Right. Uh, I'm I'm fairly certain you didn't see this movie. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. No, I'm not a child. <laughs> uh, I thought this movie fucking rips. This movie's good. You got trans, you got beast transformers, animal transformers. That's awesome. Uh, the most exciting thing, I guess, about this is the problem with franchise movies, is that you like you make so many bad ones, like Transformers has, that you just burn people, and they're like, I'm no. I'm not falling for it again. I'm not going to see that. And then they miss out on like a genuinely like fun movie. And I think this is probably the most interesting the franchise has ever been. Because like I mean, the- yes, gorilla Transformer gorillas and stuff <laughs> is pretty interesting. And tigers, I will admit. So the movie ends where like the post credit like stinger is like they're introducing the secret government project. G.I. Joe into Transformers. Like, G.I. Joe and Transformers are crossing into one universe. Whoa. I I think that's pretty cool. I'll go watch that. (laughs) Uh, Indiana Jones, we've we've talked about. I didn't care for the movie. Uh, Yeah, pretty middle of the road, which was upsetting coming from James Mangold because I love what he did with Logan. Um, but not crazy about Dial Destiny, but I don't know if they're going to do more, right? Like this is, this was it. This was sort of like a one-off thing. I think they wanted to like wrap it up because people really hated Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So they were like, well, we'll give you like one final Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Like a, like a palate cleanser. Um, I'm not, I don't know about you, but like, I don't really care about Indiana Jones. I never have. I like Indiana Oh, I like Indiana Jones a lot. Um, f- yeah, the, the first three are great. 
I don't really mind Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I'm not either. crazy about that with this. Um, see, the thing is, I was talking to Rachel about this. The thing with Indiana Jones movies and a lot of these like big adventure movies, like National Treasure and whatnot, the best parts to me is all the mystery solving and the clue gathering and the solving of clues and whatnot. But once they get to the big MacGuffin at the end, and I almost never care. Uh, I actually kind of like where this movie goes in the last like twenty minutes. And I was just kind of, I was just kind of like, I just, I you you gave me two hours of boring before this, and I I can't. I'm very limited with how much I can care at this point. But if this movie was like an hour and forty five minutes, and this was the last twenty minutes, I'd be like, all right, you did it. Like you you had the guts to go there, and you did. But I just I I kind of wish this was more of a passing of the baton kind of movie. It really isn't. It's just kind of like Indy's last adventure, and I'm I just don't really I don't really care about eighty year old Harrison Ford like driving cars fast. Like I I I don't care. No, nope. And he didn't really feel like Indy really because he can't because he's eighty years old. Because he can't, right. And I guess, like, I guess all excitement for this movie kind of vanished when Spielberg dropped out of directing it and it got passed to somebody else. I think that was kind of the big indicator that, like, okay, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be anything. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. You know, nothing special, nothing I'm going to, you know, write home about. Certainly not best of the year movies, but it was, it was fine, but... You know, I hope they I hope they leave it now. Uh next one Insidious the Red Door. Do you see this movie? No, I did not. What's the last Insidious movie you watched? Insidious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have seen every Insidious movie. Have you? Yeah, I think. I don't know. This is the problem with like when you start calling things insidious colon something, I lose track of how many there are. So if this is the fifth one, I've seen them all. Um, I don't think insidious is as egregious as the Conjuring universe. That's true. Which there is there is an entry this year, which which we will talk about. Is it the Nun Two? Because that yeah. movie sucked ass. Well, we're not there yet. It was so fucking awful. So here's the interesting thing about Insidious the Red Door, if there is anything interesting about it at all. Which is that like we are we are now further enough along in this franchise where like these characters are now forgetting things that happened to them in the first movie, and so they have to relearn what happened to them in the first movie in this movie. And it's like, but I, the audience member, have seen that movie. I know what happens to them. Like, there's nothing very suspenseful about that to me. It is just, it's so bizarre. It is such a bizarre choice. So, like, at the end, they basically do this whole, like, rewriting of the first movie where because everything that happened was so traumatic, they, like, see a, like, a someone a, a hypnotist or something to like erase that memory so that they don't have it anymore except rose burns character does not partake in this so she remembers everything that happened 
but he doesn't and neither does the kid. And so now it's like coming back to haunt them years later. So they have to relearn everything that happened to them in that first movie, even though Rose Byrne knows what happens to them and could just tell them, but no. And so we just get to watch the same movie twice, basically. Wow. I remember liking Insidious quite a bit. I remember it genuinely spooking me and sticking with me. Um and then as soon as it got into sequel territory, you know, it did the usual. It kind of just shit the bed for me. I think maybe I saw the second one. Maybe I the second I one's good. One. The second, second one is good. I don't remember much of it, but I feel like maybe I did. The thing about these movies, though, is that, like, I, they're all just, like, watchable. Like, they don't they, – they haven't fallen into the Conjuring territory because, like – they haven't gotten to the point where they push my patience by making them two hours long, two plus hours. Like I'm pretty sure Insidious Red Door was like an hour and 40 minutes and it's just like Patrick Wilson kind of trying to reconnect with his kid and it's just like, okay, like this is perfectly fine. It's not good, but it's not the worst thing you've ever seen and because there's studio money behind it, it looks decent and so it's like, okay, this is watchable. Are there more Insidious movies in the work? Um, I hope so. You know, I'd like to see what I would like to see how we could rehash the second movie in Insidious Six. <laughs> uh, the next one would be Mission Impossible, which we have kind of discussed. Um, I, I this is part one. I kind of hope after part two they're done. I think they're done from what I understand. And this story, I'm not super crazy about it. Like, I don't want to get into spoilers or anything about it or talk plot points, but I mean, shit, Fallout was just so goddamn good. I mean, really. I mean, Sean Harris was an amazing bad guy, an incredible mm-hmm. adversary to Ethan Hunt. I mean, the set pieces, the—I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's just hard to capture that lightning again. Yeah, I mean, I—I I think Mission Impossible Fallout is the greatest action movie ever made, and I think there's just this—the stunts are like what's missing in this movie. I'm fine, like within a Mission Impossible movie that I—I I can't follow the plot. Like I'm kind of used to that. That doesn't really bother me. But, like, the stunts in this movie are just not that, like, spectacular. Not super spectacular, a bit underwhelming. And introducing a bad guy from Ethan's past in this late in the game is, like, why? Yeah, I mean, they make some choices with some certain characters that I also really hate. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's kind of dropping the ball. We'll see where part two goes. I was not uh, – like I do like it. you know. I like it, but I really wanted more from it. And like I, I – I hope the next one is it unless they really – unless someone is dumb enough to really go for it and be like, you know what, Tom Cruise? Fine. Do your Mission Impossible movie in space. Go ahead. That would like, be rad. Like, I'll watch that. That would be cool. 
Uh, next on the list is Meg 2, The Trench. Did you watch this movie? I did. It was awful. Yeah, this movie sucks. It was terrible. This is uh, genuinely one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I love Jason Statham, and, but this movie is just overly long. This this is a very simple, simple formula that they have managed to complicate to the nth degree. Like, if you want to make a hundred of these movies because it's just like Big Shark gets into water where people are, I'll watch a hundred of those movies. But when you start being like, well, we had to like dive in the subterranean depths of this place and we discovered all of these creatures that aren't sharks, and most of this movie is about us fighting things that aren't sharks i don't care yeah uh, not crazy about it that's not what i signed up for although jason statham like on a ski with like a samurai sword is one of the greatest images ever <laughs> but i it's not worth watching a two-hour movie no no too long, kind of boring, you know. It really loses some of its magic. Um, I, I've totally forgot this movie even came out. Uh, the next one is The Equalizer 3. I uh, saw The Equalizer, don't remember anything about it, and did not see 2, did not see 3. This feels... I mean, we've mentioned a lot of sequels already, but this to me feels the most like, who asked you for this movie? Who was clamoring for a third Equalizer movie? Not me. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's watching. It. I don't know. It must be just a, catered to a certain audience. Like why? One of the greatest actors like on the planet, like probably has a finite number of years left. Why are you signing him up to do Equalizer 3? Like, let him do something else. Like, you go from the tragedy of Macbeth, like, to this? I mean, why is he signing on to do that? That's a good question. Paola. Oh, okay, sure. I doubt the singular Cohen brother could pay him very much to be Macbeth. <laughs> tragedy of Macbeth was great. Uh, I also did not see this movie. Uh, the next, we have a movie that I'm sure you're fond of, uh, The Nun 2. I fucking hated The Nun 2. And what's did you worse, see The Nun? I did. Because when mom came out to visit, she said she really wanted to see The Nun 2, and I hadn't seen The Nun, so I watched The Nun to go see The Nun 2 with her. And The Nun 2 is terrible. And the most egregious thing about The Nun 2 is The Stinger. At the end of the movie, that the marvelification of movies is getting out of hand. Literally, the movie ends with Patrick Wilson, right? Because it, it takes place in the past. It jumps forward to the present, or whatever the present's supposed to be for these movies. Patrick Wilson gets a call from the Pope, and he literally says, <laughs> he literally says something like, "What do you need, Father?" And the movie ends. That's like, incredible. Setting up the next. Setting up the next movie. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? I, I know, like, so I didn't see this movie because I saw the first Nun movie and I hated it. And I was like, oh, more of that? I'm out. 
But like for one, whatever two is reason, somehow worse. For some reason, the first Nun movie has this weird following of people that are like, no, it's really good. And I'm like, it isn't. It really isn't. It and is I, so predictable. I don't understand how we got this far. Like, the Conjuring universe, I don't know what happened where we got here. I don't know, man. Because the conjuring was a good was good too. That one got me. That one creeped me out. I really enjoyed it. Didn't see the conjuring two. Didn't see the conjuring three. And then, but then to what's even more baffling because then you get spin off Annabelle. Didn't see either of those. <clears throat> you got the nun. There's other little people from the conjuring that there might do spin offs on. Like it's insane. I just, I don't, this leads me to believe that, like, nobody is in charge. And that, like, people are just like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Who cares, you know? Do whatever you want. <laughs> it certainly feels that way. Um, I wrote this movie down. I, I didn't see it. I haven't seen any of them. But, like, you know, I'm happy this is out there for people that enjoy it. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. They keep having weddings. Didn't see it. And people keep enjoying them, I guess. Was there a third sure. Mamma Mia? No. Am yet. I thinking a big fat Greek wedding? Must Probably my big fat Greek wedding. I must be thinking of that one. There's only two Mamma Mia movies. Okay. Um The next one, this is the third movie in there it's it's a franchise, but it's like a it's a weird one where it's just kind of like about a character. And he just does different things, uh, which was a haunting in Venice, which is like the Kenneth Branagh movies where he plays the Agatha Christie detective. Yeah, they're fine. They're okay. I didn't particularly love this movie. I love the setting, but I mean, I really do think Kenneth Branagh is like seemingly having a great time putting on a fake mustache and talking in a funny accent. So like. Just let him keep doing it. He's having fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have a soft spot for murder mysteries, and I like Kenneth Branagh a lot. Um, I don't know. I think they're kind of harmless, honestly. Like, they're just kind of dumb fun. Tina Fey's in this one, and she's 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 pretty good in it. Yeah, they don't take themselves too seriously, which is nice, too. <laughs> I don't know. I got no, I got no bones to pick with Hercule Poirot. Yeah, I mean, let him make 10 more of these. He, there's a lot of Agatha Christie books. Like, he's going to be at this for a while. <laughs> uh, Next is, oh my god, I forgot this one came out too. And this was only three months ago. Expendables 4. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that one. So did most people. I saw the first Expendables, haven't seen anything beyond that. But I did buy the box set. <laughs> Uh, mom made me watch Expendables one day when I was in high school and I hated it and I never watched any other one. I don't need to see that movie. It doesn't even... Oh, I forgot that it was like Expend Four Bulls. Oh, nice. Clever. Uh, yeah, this movie only made $16 million, so I'm going to assume it It didn't make any money. It only made $16 million? Yeah. Oh my god. 
wrap it up. What was the budget? That movie lost. Oh my god, they lost a ton of money. So let's look. So Expendables has a oh well, it has a worldwide gross of thirty seven million. That's but I still assume, not much. I assume it. I wish I liked this movie. It's only an hour and forty three minutes. That's something I could get behind. I mean, that thing's got to cost $50, 60000000 million. Probably. Safe to assume. Uh, well, nobody must have seen this movie. Uh Oh. The next movie on the list, uh, we're approaching the end, is Saw 10. Um, I watched some of it on Twitter. I... So do you know the premise of Saw 10? Yes. So Saw 10 takes place between Saw 1 and 2. Correct. And this is just like genius. Because now you can do any more of these movies that you want. Because you're just like, well, it takes place sometime. I don't really need to tell you <laughs> when. Um, I... <laughs> I don't think the traps in this movie are particularly good. Like, the best one, it kind of sucks, because, like, the best one is one that he, like, it's like a fantasy of his. Yeah, the the eye tube, right? Yeah. Like, the other ones are just gross. And there's a, a fine line with saw traps between being, like, clever or just disgusting. And the one, like, where the girl has to, like, suck out bone marrow, like is just disgusting. Yeah. I've seen clips of the traps online. I haven't seen the movie. I will say John Kramer looks like shit, and they don't really do a great job of like, oh, he's he's just John Kramer between movie one and two. I mean, you want to talk about really getting away from where it started? There, It's the Saw <laughs> franchise. I would argue that it's better this way. Is it? Probably not. But think of all the fun you've had with 10 movies, 10 Saw movies. I think what was interesting about the first Saw is like... It's the moral quandary. Well, these traps, they seemed more like you're sacrificing... You are sacrificing a little piece of yourself... Right, to sort of give you this new meaning of life. But now to like perform brain surgery on yourself to keep living, to like saw off your own leg to keep living. Like I just. So there was certainly a component early on where like you could survive the trap and with enough proper counseling be okay one day. And it's at a point where, like, now it's like you might as well just wait to die because even if you can do the task and live, like, you will never be okay. That's right. That's what I'm getting at. Like, it's it's gotten like the very girl far away in the air that has to expose herself to radiation, like, like break her ankles to get away from like being exposed to radiation. It's like you're never gonna recover from that. Yeah, sawing off your own leg brain surgery one of the movies the dude guy you know gouges his eyes out for something right like i also what was annoying to me about this one is just like how high and mighty john kramer like sees himself 
It's like, no, you did this to yourself. It's like, well, let's take a step back, dude. Like, <laughs> there's no way. But I don't know. I think isn't the isn't the eye tube trap? Isn't he like see the guy pocket like twenty bucks and is like, yeah, User, you have your eyes sucked out. He's like stealing from like the bedside table, like of one of the patients, and he's like, you need to have your eyes sucked out unless you break your fingers. <laughs> Right, that's what I'm saying. That's where it's like gotten so far away from like what it was. But at the same time, for the 10th movie in a franchise, it's better than it needed to be. Like I yeah, I mean I'm I'm out on side. I've I've only half really paid attention to them. You know, I'm never going to watch them. Unfortunately, even though I don't enjoy them that much, they got I you probably hooked. will watch every one that comes out. So yeah, they got they got you. Please don't make more, but if you feel like you need to, I'll be there. Yeah, they got you good. Um, the next one. Oh God. Um, the next one is the Exorcist Believer, which I absolutely fucking hate. I hate this movie. This movie sucks. It's awful. You shouldn't watch it. It is a com- I won't. completely, like, just shits and piss all over, like, the greatest – one of the greatest movies ever made. It has absolutely no idea why The Exorcist works, and it's weirdly, like – it's a very strange movie in terms of, like, its messaging because, like, it just ends in a very strange place where – like this demon so the the big thing about the movie right is like reagan gets possessed right and it's like this movie's like but what if we possessed two girls it's like what if it's awful and then at the end the demon is like you must choose which one of you lives and right and so there's this guy and his daughter and there's this other family and this guy's wife died giving birth. So the mother's not around. And then this other family's like uber conservative, right? And so basically when this other family, like they are from – or they maybe not from Haiti, but they were in Haiti during the big earthquake. And so he, the guy had to make the choice of like you either have to save your wife or you have to save the life of the child that your wife is carrying. And at the end, you know, we kind of assume that because the daughter is here, he chose the daughter. And at the end, he's like – he reveals to his daughter who's possessed by a demon that like he chose the wife. And so now it's like the man is being punished for choosing his wife. And like this whole thing is playing out because this guy chose his like his wife over an unborn baby. And it's just like – it's just a really weird message to send in like the current climate of everything happening. And like – the movie also is just bad, and it's, like, one of the most egregious examples of, like, bringing back legacy characters that have absolutely nothing to do in this movie. And, like, <clears throat> they totally just get these characters wrong. Like, it's, it's it's just bad. It's just so awful. Like, the mother from the original movie is in this, and 
apparently her and Linda Blair don't talk anymore because she wrote this tell-all book explaining everything that happened. Even though in the original movie, she's very much like, we can't let anyone know about this. That'd be so bad for us if they knew that like our daughter was possessed. And this is like, well, we wrote a tell-all book. And it's like, that character just would not do that. And it's just, I, I loathe this movie. And I cannot believe there's two more of them. What? You're kidding me. This is a planned trilogy. Um, dude, they might be scrapping it. No, there's no way. They paid $500 million for the rights. Woo! Good luck. It's David like, Gordon Green, right? Yes. So I was very... The more I think about Halloween ends, the more I like it. And this is just like... What happened? Like... I don't know if it's just like those movies were just so divisive that Blumhouse is like, yeah, you can't do that again because people like loved that movie or they hated it. And we kind of want something that, you know, is more universally liked. Unfortunately, it is universally like reacted to. It's just people universally hate it. Yeah, right. <clears throat> but I, I don't know what happened. I don't know how <clears> – <throat> I don't know how the movie's like this bad. Because it's it's genuinely awful. Did William Friedkin have any snarky remarks to say about it before he passed? Of course he did. Oh, nice. Do you know what? Do you have any? Hold on. Uh, I know he didn't say anything nice about what was happening. Uh, let me find it here. I've heard nothing but bad things about it. I've heard it's very cheesy. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I know that he said something that's very in line for William Friedkin to say. I thought, yeah, I thought he had a good zinger. <laughs> he says, Ed, the guy who made those new Halloween sequels is about to make one to my movie, The Exorcist. That's right. My signature film is about to be extended by the man who made Pineapple Express. I don't want to be around when that happens. But if there is a spirit world and I can come back, I plan to possess David Gordon Green and make his life a living hell. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's William Friedkin for you. You've seen the clip, right, of Nicholas Winding Refn saying that Drive is one of the best movies ever. And William Friedkin is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he says something like something like that movie is just a pimple on the asshole of time or something like that. <laughs> Uh, close to the end here um, The Hunger Games Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes I'm not interested in more Hunger Game movies I really thought I thought the last two ones weren't even well liked so I'm amazed that this one even got a spinoff um, I was I was gonna check it out when it hit streaming but then I saw that it's two hours and 45 minutes, and then I was like, I won't be watching it at all. I've heard that it's 
I've heard that it's okay, that it was a pleasant surprise. It was better than people were expecting it to be. But I, I'm just wondering, who asked for more Hunger Game movies? Uh, if this was made to, like, appeal to younger people, that's fine. But that's the thing, is that, like, I don't know if younger people go to the movies or hang out at the movies. So I don't, I don't understand, like, them as a target audience probably isn't the best strategy. But, I mean, it's it's made money. It's weird. That, <laughs> I always thought what was funny about the trailers is, like, The Hunger Games is, like, clearly set in the future, right? And this movie is set in the past, but that past is the 70s. Yeah, that's weird. The like it should take it should just be like a modern day movie. Yeah, right, exactly. And I guess it's, it's about like a young snow, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't think I care about that. That's another like like giving us movies about the villains of other movies. Like I don't care. I don't care either. Um, I guess the last one before we move on to movies getting sequels is Wonka. I'm out. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to – I didn't know it was a musical, but – Yeah, I recently learned that thanks to Twitter, so that I'm, now I'm really out. Um, yeah, I won't be watching this. I like Timothy Chalamet. He's doing some weird – things recently that I don't understand but hey I guess do what do what you want I'm out on Wonka I'm out directed on by Wonka the guy that well. made both Paddington movies so I'm sure it's going to be like a Wes Anderson clone mhm I get that vibe yep so I barely want to watch Wes Anderson movies anymore I don't really want to watch movies that look like Wes Anderson movies that aren't Wes Anderson movies. Right, yeah. So, oh, I I wrote one in the margins because I forgot. Uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Did you watch this movie? No, didn't know it came out. So this is a prequel to Pet Cemetery. Um, it's awful. Yeah, it's not good. Very I'm bad. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, don't watch it. Well, coming down the pipeline, you got you. You've got this is obviously that's twenty twenty three. Yep. Do you have twenty twenty four releases on there? Uh, no. Okay. Coming down the pipe, there's Godzilla and Kong. I guess that's true. We we got the Monarch show this year, which I haven't watched. I haven't watched it. I'm kind of curious, but I'm definitely not curious on the new Kong in Godzilla movie. It looks like a tr- ass. I've seen the poster. I'll watch it. The trailer looks like shit. I'm obviously going to watch it when it streams somewhere, but I'm not excited for it. Um, you've got the Mean Girl reboot, which I can't yeah, believe that looks they're doing. Terrible. I can't believe I they're even, doing it. I didn't even put Haunted Mansion on here, but Haunted Mansion was another reboot that just looked completely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, there's the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes coming out. That was the franchise mm-hmm. I wrote... That was the franchise I wrote down that I do actually really like. Yeah, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes comes out Memorial Day. So what is that, May? Yeah. Um, oh. it's, set, it's set like 300 years in the future or something like that. Interesting. Oh, my God. Um, 
So in 2024, we're getting the first Omen, which I assume is another prequel to the Omen. Oh, my God. Oh, there's another Orphan movie, right, coming out? Even though that woman looks like 45. Well, that's the twist of the Orphans that she's supposed to. Oh, really? Yeah, the twist is that like she's actually like a 40-year-old woman. Oh, I've never seen him. Uh, Beetlejuice 2 is supposedly coming. I'm out. Um, the fourth Bad Boys movie is still slated for 2024. Out. I don't. Do uh, I, can you remember a single plot thread from Bad Boys 3 or Bad Boys for Life? The captain dies. And Will Smith has a son. That's all I remember. Oh, shit. I didn't even remember that. Uh, Furiosa looks pretty good. That's supposed to be out. Yeah, I'm really sad that they're making a spinoff of that. The trailer looks okay. I'm pretty sure that they're not finished the CGI and effects for it yet. The trailer looked kind of meh. So I'm hope- um, hopefully they... I mean, like, I'm, I'll see it, I'm sure. I'm just... I don't know. Mad Max was such a just a great freak success. It's just too bad to see them going back to the well on that. Well, I mean, so when that movie came out, it was super successful. Like, George Miller signed on to do four more. Right, which is crazy. And this is the first one we're getting, and that movie was nine years ago. Right. Uh, let's see. We're getting Deadpool 3 in 2024. I don't care. Ugh, gross. Uh, allegedly, Gladiator 2 comes out in 2024. We'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see. Dune 2 comes out next year. Yep. You know, I'll see it just to finish off the set. And then, depending on the success of Dune 2, you might get Dune Messiah down the road. Potentially, potentially. Um, But those are 2024 movies. Let's go through some 2023 releases where there is a sequel either in talks or confirmed. Now... This first one that I've mentioned, the sequel is confirmed. We are getting this. And this would be Megan. Out. I loved Megan. Megan's good. It's fine. It's okay, right? It's like, you know, better than it should be, but does it need a sequel? No. Um, It's getting a sequel, and it allegedly, potentially at some point, is going to, like, cross over with Chucky. Out. Yeah, Don Mancini has said that he's like trying to make that happen. Um, next we have I honestly couldn't believe this, but I, I did find it and could confirm that there are talks to make a sequel to Cocaine Bear. You're shitting me. How they plan to? Don't know. God, Cocaine Bear was such a it's just such a stain on cinema. I hate Cocaine Bear with a burning passion. Same. Um, This one seemingly in recent weeks since I wrote this has been dispelled a little bit. Uh, but there was at least, you know, talks of making a second Barbie movie. Margot Robbie has said that she is out, like she won't do another one. But we're still getting... Because of Barbie, 
I believe a Bratz movie is in the work and the Polly Pocket movie is coming. Will not be seeing. Either of them? Either of them. I'll see the Bratz movie. That could be interesting. Well, yeah. Why don't they make a movie about Furbies? That could be weird. That could be weird and interesting. I mean, I guess they kind of did because we'll talk about it here in a minute with Five Nights at Freddy's. I think that's essentially what a Furbies movie would be. Um, You've already mentioned it, but Talk to Me. Talk to Me is not only getting a sequel, it is getting a prequel. The prequel, which have already has already been shot. Ugh, God. I'm out. Which, I like Talk to Me. I thought it was a good movie. It certainly has a concept that you can do the same thing a lot with but they just gotta really push the boundaries yeah i guess if they just make it like if each one it gets like more and more intense and like fucked up and weird could be good i definitely don't need a prequel i don't care no it's almost that it's weird to like solve like to answer like where this thing came from who cares where it came from It exists, and people use it. Like, move on. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Confirmed sequel and confirmed show. Okay. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. This is a very popular movie. Yeah, Mutant Mayhem was a pleasant surprise, but... I don't think you need a show. Maybe just do another movie. Sure, yeah. Uh, I think I believe Five Nights at Freddy's has five more movies coming. Holy Moses! I mean, I never saw it. I probably won't see any of them, but that's a lot. It's perfectly fine. I didn't play. I didn't play the games. I don't have any like real attachment to this franchise as a whole. I don't care. Mm. But you got a Terrifier three coming out, right? Terrifier 3 does come out. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm very excited for it. I, I, it'll be... I, I, I'll see it. I don't know. That whole movie is kind of like... The way people treat that movie... Very precious. Me. Very yes. precious. I don't like it. Like, if you criticize it, they're like, he did that all by himself. He's trying to create an empire of, like, just him. Like... I didn't say he shouldn't. I just said it's kind of ridiculous to not get to to make a two hour and forty minute horror movie. Like that is it's a little insane. And then there was this big art. There's this article that came out in late October, early November about how studios like wanted to pull some of the financing unless he would like get rid of some of the gore or like some of the people that were helping him financing were like, "Hey man, like if you can't tone this down a little bit." We're going to pull financing. And then people are like, no, like, why would they do that? It's like, are you kidding? Like, you still have to sell this to people. Like, just because you can make whatever you want doesn't mean you should because you still need people to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Terrifier 3 is Christmas themed, so that could be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. If it's over two hours, though, I will put a definitive stamp on it right now that I'm out. It might be. If the last one was 240, it might be. 
it's too much. That is insane. It's just like, like it's two hours and it's so self-indulgent and just like you have to really like a character who doesn't speak. Like that's what you're like that's that is the draw. These really bloody extended scenes with a character who doesn't speak and like that has to be what you're into. Mm. Um Thanksgiving, the Eli Roth movie has a confirmed sequel. What? Really? Yep. Hmm. Which okay. I'll see it. I don't know if I'm that excited for it, but I'll see it. And then the last thing I have written down is this year is the year we found out that It Follows 2 is getting a sequel. Or It Follows is getting a sequel. Man, I hope that falls flat. It seems like like we're 10 years removed from that movie. Like, I don't... 10 years removed from a movie that wasn't super successful like <laughs> i mean i loved it follows i just don't need another one yeah i don't i don't understand this decision but i don't either some of these make no sense i'm not the one paying for them i'm just i don't know it follows too like some of these are just such good self-contained stories like you know, it gets its point across. It, you know, captures an audience for a period of time and then, I don't know, move on. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem 2. Man, after hearing this list, you asked me last episode if I was optimistic for the move, for, for films to come, and I'm not, Zach. Well... A lot of these could still get canceled. I hope they do. And I hope the money gets allocated elsewhere. I genuinely think an It Follows 2 gets canceled. Yeah. I, I, from what I've gathered, David Robert Mitchell is not a very easy person to work for or with. So I, I'm going to make a bold claim that that movie gets canceled. Yeah, that might. I could see that getting canceled. I got this feeling that they're not gonna get five Five Nights at Freddy movies. No way. Maybe they do. I don't know. There's one remake coming out that I am curious about. I don't know when it's supposed to coming out though. But a Barbarella remake with Sydney Sweeney. I'm kind of sick of her, but I would absolutely watch that movie. Uh, we're getting a remake of Nosferatu. Yes, Dave Eggers. That and now that I am excited for. October of twenty twenty four. Very excited about that. Apparently, it's supposed to release the same day as Jordan Peele's next film, which there has been no word on what that is. Yeah, that movie is getting delayed. Probably, especially if you, especially if that movie's already been shot and there's a tr- partial trailer coming out for it and nothing on the Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, if we're going. If your movie's supposed to release in 10 months and we don't even know what it's called, that movie's not coming out. Yeah, that's a good chance. But that is the franchises of 2023. They're we all will be awful. Back. Well, most of them are awful. Most of them are awful. 
subpar, uninspired. Like it's a, it is amazing that some of these have gotten to trilogies or quadrilogies or 10 or 10 and, and, and counting probably. Now you've heard us be fairly negative on these two episodes about movies that were released, but don't worry on this next episode, you're going to hear us talk about some movies that we actually enjoy because coming next will be our top 10 movies of 2023. I'm sure there will be quite a bit of overlap. Um, I could do a top 25 if you asked me to, but I don't think I'd be like super thrilled about it. No, I'm doing a top 10. So that'll be next episode where we recount some movies that we really enjoyed from the year. And then we'll probably will be back next year to do this all over again. Yeah, we need to end on a good one because these last two have been Debbie Downers for sure. And then we get into what really matters, where we start really dissecting the movies from our youth. Yes. That, that is all I have for you today. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Make sure you are following us, subscribing, all of that stuff. Yeah, get, get in, in touch, touch with us down, down in the comments, comments below. below. Uh, reach, uh, reach out, out to us, let us, let us know, know what, what you think, think about, about these franchises. What what do you want from franchises going forward? We are eager to hear your thoughts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And until next time, goodbye, everybody.